Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Computer Business Breakthrough. Computer Business Breakthrough is an online training program where you can learn how to escape the grinding, break-fix mindset of cheap clients and feast or famine finances so you can focus on becoming a truly sought-after expert in your field. Check it out at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. It's also brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at techsitebuilder.com. Today on the show, we have Chris Weiser, and he's going to talk to us about tips for growing your MSP on Facebook. We spend a lot of time talking about why you need to be doing Facebook live videos and how to maximize your reach through education. Plus, we discuss why sharp looking uniforms are important and what to be careful of when you ask people to like or comment on a post in exchange for an entry in a sweepstakes. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder page, click the following tab and then select see first so that the feed will jump to the top of your or the stream will jump to the top of your Facebook feed every time we go live. Um, also, you know what I like to do? Well, of course I have to do this, uh, but for other live Facebook things, I like to go ahead and just throw it in my calendar. That way, anytime, uh, you know, the, it rolls around to the next week and, and whoever I'm following goes live, I'll have that set up in my calendar. So that's something you can do too. Uh, awesome. Well, today we're going to have a great show for you. Uh, I think we're going to dig into some areas of Facebook that we haven't covered on this podcast before. I know we do like talking about Facebook a lot here on the show and, and you know, who can blame us? I mean, it's a great place to find clients. It's where everybody hangs out. It's kind of the, uh, the new, you know, town square of the internet. And, uh, and that's where you want, you want to be. And that's where you want your business to be in order to, uh, to get clients get more clients and to retain your current clients as well and just establish yourself as an expert. So speaking of experts, today I have uh, Chris Weiser on the show and he is our resident Facebook ads and Facebook live expert for MSPs. And he's going to be talking to us about how to leverage Facebook to grow your MSP. So how are you doing, Chris? Thanks for being here. Doing pretty well. I'm looking around my office for the experts. So I don't know. I don't know where you found one, <laughs> but we'll do, we'll do what we can today. It's good to see you. Uh, hopefully everybody is doing well out there today. Awesome, yeah. You know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you the moniker of expert because I, I've I've watched some of your videos and, and saw some of the stuff you're posting online, and uh, you know what you're talking about. So I'm excited to have you on as a guest. Before we get into the interview, though, I just got a couple uh, housekeeping things to take care of. First of all, I uh, just wanted to remind you guys, we do have the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter that you can sign up for. It's a weekly digest of 
links to lots of different great marketing articles from around the internet. You'll also get the latest podcast episode every week, and you'll get the latest website Wednesday video that I do every week. Uh, so those are it's always a great thing to get in your inbox to kind of jumpstart your marketing for the week, give you some new ideas, keep you inspired, all of that good stuff. We also give you um, the top Facebook posts from our group. Uh, as well as a tip of the week. So every week uh, at the bottom of the email, we give you a new fresh tip that you can, uh, you know, again, just take and implement right away in your business or kind of put, out, put on the back burner for when you have time to implement it. Um, but uh, kind of the point of that newsletter is to just keep fresh ideas rolling because uh, sometimes if you're sticking to the same thing and it's not working, it's, it's hard to, to open your mind to other things. And so instead of you needing to go out and doing all that searching, we do the searching for you and we curate a nice newsletter for you. You can sign up for that at computerbusinessmarketing.com. There's a nice big fat ugly box at the top of the website. I promise I will be redoing that website here pretty soon. But I just threw together that website quickly, having had a chance to to do much with it. Um, but you can sign up for the newsletter there, and uh, and then you'll get a, the the pretty newsletter in your email. The newsletter looks a lot better than the website does. Um, also, I just wanted to uh, before I forget, give a shout out to our first sponsor. That sponsor is Computer Business Breakthrough. Computer Business Breakthrough is a course that you can take. It's a course that I partnered up with Lisa Hendrickson of Call That Girl. We got together and we wanted to do a course uh, to teach you how to become an expert in whatever you are good at. So whether that's you know uh, Outlook, whether that's virus removals, whether that's you know data recovery, um, if there's any kind of technology thing that you're really good at and you feel like you're running your computer business and you have to do all these other things just to make ends meet and to get clients rolling in your door, but you'd really just be happy doing this one thing, uh, that's kind of what the, the, the course is about, how you can focus on just one thing, become an expert in it, and, and still make as much or more than you're making now with your full-featured computer business. So we talk about how to charge premium prices, how to be seen as an expert, how to um, you know really focus in on a niche that you love and that you're really good at. Um, and when you do that, you'll find that instead of having less customers, you end up having more customers and customers start seeking you out because they know you're the expert. So you have to you don't have to worry about seeking other people out as much, trying to get clients to come to you. Instead, they come to you on their own because you're seen as the expert. So we go into things like podcasting and, and blogging and different ways to establish yourself as an expert. Um, both Lisa Hendrickson and I have done that successfully, and we want to just kind of pull the curtain back on our businesses and show you how we did that. Uh, so you can check that out at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. It's a very affordable course. And it can kind of get you jump started on, uh, you know, taking your computer business to the next level in 2018. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the interview here. Uh, without further ado, I'm excited to talk to Chris Weiser about Facebook. So, Chris, before we uh, dig into the topic of um, how to grow your MSP on Facebook, I'd love to just kind of get a, an, an, a little bit of an idea of your past and where you came from and kind of what led you to where you are today. Sure. So um, I'm actually uh, stated earlier, I'm in Austin, Texas now, but uh, started out in the Milwaukee market, had a fairly large MSP, um, 20 plus people uh, sold that in uh, 2015 to a company from Chicago that was wanting to expand. Uh, my wife decided, hey, let's get out of winter. And uh, we relocated down here to Austin, Texas. My parents aren't too happy. Well, they could come visit, so they're kind of happy, but uh, they still still don't get to see me that much. But um, 
I kind of repositioned myself uh, a little bit as, you know, I was sales and marketing focused CEO of my company, obviously started out in the tech world uh, and, and on the tech side, but moved a lot more in my MSP over to the sales and marketing side. I like to say that I had, instead of just an MSP, I had a sales and marketing company that sold IT services, which to me was really, really critical. Right, so we—I've been uh, a Chartech fan, a Robin Robbins fan, a Ulistic fan, a, a Directive fan. That's the June Connect folks. So I've, I've worked with so many different sales and marketing companies, tons of different strategies, and really focused on throughout my MSP history and execution. That's really, really what I worked on. And by the time I was leaving, we had—we're averaging seventy to eighty new client leads every single month through. 10 to 15 different lead streams. So now picking that up and moving it towards 20, well, and I started the Wiser Agency um, basically a year ago, pretty much now in 2017, took all of that and said, hey, how can I focus on what's really relevant today? And one of the things that, you know, when you're looking at markets, you're looking at blue ocean opportunities, red ocean opportunities, market segments, where can you go after? And one of the places that I saw in the MSP world was dramatically lacking was a real good piece of the Facebook side. There's there's nobody that's really out there generating active strategies, really working on strategies on Facebook, not for B2B anyway. Obviously, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that AdWords has been out there for a long time. There's also been digital marketing from a website standpoint, but there was nobody really focused on the, how can I generate leads directly for B2B leads directly from the Facebook platform? So I really focused my platform and my focus there, um, spent a good three, four months immersing myself in it, finding strategies that have worked, finding things, you know, obviously failing, learning things that didn't work and bringing that, applying it towards a few different courses that I've built and really building a nice solid network of, of clients and groups uh, of almost exclusively MSPs, IT people, both on the residential side and on the business uh, B2B side, uh, building all of that towards really helping you generate leads on Facebook marketing. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. And, and you mentioned B2B, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle to wrap their head around with Facebook because, you know, traditionally Facebook has been a place to reach, you know, consumers and just everyday, you know, average Joes. And, and then LinkedIn was the place to go if you wanted to connect in a business setting or connect to businesses. Um, but I'm finding it personally, you know, more now than ever that, that Facebook is a great place to make those B2B connections. Um, so what, what are some of the ways, uh, you know, if folks haven't really done much with Facebook, what are some of the, some of the most effective ways they can get started to make those business to business connections and find other businesses on Facebook. Sure. So I think the, the biggest thing that I'll start with is people forget the fact that there's really two ways you have to look at search. You have to look at or marketing and search in, in whole. There's active search, which is somebody going to Google or going to Yelp or going to wherever they're going to search for something they're interested in. That is still absolutely applicable in today's world. You need to make sure you have a good SEO organic platform in place. You need to also make sure you have a good PPC platform in place. That's AdWords. Those things are important and critical because when you when somebody's on fire, they don't go anywhere but Google and search for that, right? When they're when they're looking for something. So it's really critical that you have that. This is not a replacement for that. This is a an addition to that. Um, 
Facebook and even LinkedIn somewhat is LinkedIn's kind of trying to make itself more like Facebook with the, with the addition of videos and some of the other things that they're doing, but these are passive search platforms. So they're not necessarily searching for you. They're looking at various stuff. They're seeing different pieces around you. So it's really, really important that when you're going on Facebook and you have a presence there as a business that you are educating critical that you are educating your client. You're not selling, you're educating them and you're selling the result that you bring them. So, you know, and and this is where I think a lot of MSPs really, really struggle because they get out in their world and they're like, okay, come buy managed services. Yep. Well, the average MSP client, they have no idea what the hell a managed service is. You know, they, they don't know that. What they want is protection from hackers and they want to see the result that you're giving them or, you know, protection from hackers is obviously one piece of it uh, or one piece of the, the massive networking and IT puzzle, but you have to be thinking of how can I educate my clients and how can I get in front of them where it's really, really educational. And you have to turn, uh, you mentioned something in the open, you have to turn yourself into an expert. Right. And if, and if you think about yourself, you have to sit there and honestly think about yourself as an IT professional, as a business owner, and this has to transition more into, you heard how I talked about that I was a sales and marketing company that sold IT services. You have to place yourself there if you're going to be successful on Facebook and even LinkedIn now, because you have to be in a world where you're establishing yourself or your company as the expert in something. And when you're an expert in something, people buy from you because people buy from who they know, like, and trust. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it falls back to value, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. are being bombarded with advertisements all the time, um, you know, on TV, on the computer, when they're driving around and, you know, they're tired of being sold to, they want to, you know, get value and be educated and learn. And then, you know, those people that they learn from end up being the people that they trust with, you know, their IT needs or whatever it happens to be. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, a huge fan of that and I'm, I'm on that, that bandwagon completely. Um, so, so let's say we, we understand that we need to, to educate, we need to, um, be getting our, our expertise out there. Uh, what have you found are some of the most successful ways to do that, uh, th- by using Facebook? Cause we've got lots of options. We've got ads, we've got posts, we've got videos. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think one of the most important things to start out with is you need to make sure that you have, uh, a va- what's called a value ladder. You know, there's a lot of people that call different things, but you need to understand basically if, if you envision a set of, five or eight steps in front of you. And I'm pointing at my staircase. You guys can't see that. But um, if you envision a set of steps in front of you, at the bottom is your client that's never touched you. And at the top is a lifetime client. You have to be able to take them naturally up the ascension of that. And that is actually a a system that came from a book that I've read that many of us in the networking world have read called Dotcom Secrets. It's from Russell Brunson. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, you can go get that. And it's, it's really, really solid. And it's a great book. But it talks about how important developing a value ladder for your business is starting them small and taking it up the steps. So you should have things like cheat sheets and guides and different pieces. You can take that then to the next step of being uh, challenges and webinars and seminars. And a really, really good way to get into that out of the box is and what I find has been massively successful uh, of the MSP clients that I've worked with is Facebook live. Facebook live is so valuable. We have how many people watching us right now, um, it's been proven, especially if you put into a strategy, not just going on Facebook Live one time in a month, 
Um, I have a Facebook Live 30-day challenge that's been very, very successful. It's a no-cost thing that, that you guys will, will send you out some info on this today. But we have clients that are going out there and actually doing a Facebook Live video starting on day one, getting all the way through day 30 and amassing themselves hundreds of thousands of viewers that watch their videos. And in that, and obviously you're targeting in your uh, local radius and making sure that you are targeting in your relevant area, but they're seeing you as experts as an expert in that scenario, especially when you're talking about things that are very relevant in today's world, especially from a hacking or security standpoint or cryptocurrency or keeping your kids safe online. There's all kinds of things that you can talk about that are relevant content that are buzzwords and Facebook live has been huge. I know you wanted to, Matt, you wanted to talk a little bit about Facebook live. So throw some yeah. questions at. Let's yeah, let's do it. So, um, so what are, what are some of the, um, let's talk, let's get kind of the technical stuff out of the way. So how, how would someone go live on Facebook if they've never done it before? What's the, the best way to get started? I know people, I see a lot of folks using, using their cell phones um, or there's ways to do it on the computer. What would you recommend someone get started and how? Yeah, I'm actually a, a really big fan of running from, you know, I got my iPhone 10 sitting here. I'm, I'm a big fan using that. I mean, you see Gary Vee doing this all the time. He's hooked up with his, his headset and he's doing an iPhone. You know, he's got a guy following him around doing Facebook Live and video all the time. Right. But you can easily go live on a business page. First of all, go live on your business page. It's public. That's where you should go first of okay. all. And, you know, broadcast on your local page. You can then turn that post into an advertisement. And it's super, super easy to do. I think the two things that are really, really critical, make sure you have a good camera, which our cell phones are about the best cameras we can have these days, honestly. And uh, I remember Steve Jobs uh, had a quote in his, uh, in his book that, uh, that it was written about him, that biography book, the Steve Jobs book. Um, the best camera is the one that you have with you, right? The <laughs> one that, that's with you every day. Right. So I use my iPhone 10 and I use the back camera on my iPhone 10 a lot. That's what I go. In fact, if you guys go on my sites, you'll see that majority of those are shot with my back camera because it's much, much higher res. So that's really critical. And then making sure you have really good sound. I have uh, headsets that I'm with me all the time, or I have a lapel mic. That's a 25 foot lapel mic. It's a plug in lapel mic and it works really, really well. I can put it right here. I can put it down a little bit further, but good quality sound, good quality video is great. Um, one of my students, uh, Mark Marley, good friend of mine, uh, he's been with me from the Robin Robbins world for years and years. He's taken this whole thing and he's using a, a, a whole nother level where he's using a product called OBS. That's your own open broadcasting software. It's a free open source software, but this is actually almost a, a news caliber broadcast at that point. He's got three cameras running. He's got them feeding all the time. He's kind of a, a dork. I you know, Mark, <laughs> I know you're watching, so that's for you. But, um, He's got also things that he can put up on the screen. He can look at different cameras at different times. So he's actually treating it more as a news broadcast and really turning it into production. So you can, wow. you can do either one, but I easily recommend to get yourself started. Take this guy out use your phone and get some good quality video, get some good quality sound. You get super comfortable with it. Yeah, and I think that's the key, right, is just to do it because the first time you do it, it's going to be awkward and it's going to be uncomfortable because you're basically talking to, it feels like you're talking to a wall. And you have yeah. to talk to that wall as if you were talking to another human being, you know, have some energy, have, have some rapport. And it, it kind of, it, it's a little awkward at first. So there's no other way to get over it than to just do it. Um, you, you guys should check out uh, episode 20 of the computer business marketing show. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but that we did that with uh, um, Brandy sales. And he uh, talked a lot about how to make 
video, um, phone video look really good. He talked about you know some of the the technical things to do and and some of the uh, the audio things to do and how to get good lighting and stuff like that. So definitely check that out for for some of the technical details. Um, so so great. We have kind of the uh, we know how we're going to do it, um, especially because you don't need any extra software to go live on your phone. It's got the camera and everything, microphone, all this stuff built into it. Um, so let, let's talk about the content a little bit. What what kind of content are we looking to to produce in these live videos so that we can and we're keep let's keep it at B two B here because I think that's people struggle with B two B on on Facebook. So what are some things that we should be talking about in our live videos um, if we're trying to uh, gain those business clients on Facebook? Yeah, sure. So another thing to think about: make sure you pay attention where you're looking. I have a screen in front of me with Matt's picture on it, and my person wants to look him in the eyes as I'm talking to him, right. but what am I looking at? I'm looking at you guys, the viewers, so I'm actually looking directly into the camera, which is a hard thing to do, especially on a webcam or your, your little phone cam. That's a hard thing to do, so you have to train yourself to think, I'm not looking at a person, I'm looking into a camera, because the, if, if you're not looking at your viewer, they're going to lose attention, and it's the same thing on video. You know, If you see me look down at Matt, you can see that it changes your mindset versus me looking at you. So. That's pretty important also. So back to the topics, I think, especially on the B2B side, you can't, you can't get so worked up into selling yourself and selling your product. You, you really don't want to do that. You want to educate. People buy from who they see as experts. I can't state that enough. So sit down. And, and one of the things that I really recommend that people do is you, you set aside a topic for each week. And that could be cybersecurity one week. It could be um, hacking episodes the next week. It could, it could be cryptocurrency the third week. Everybody wants to know about crypto right now. And whether or not, is that going to sell you a product? Probably not because you're probably not selling crypto. But will you, is it IT related? Absolutely. In my mind, that is absolutely related. I have people that ask me all the time, crypto, 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 crypto. They want to know. And if you have a CEO of a big company that's got a bunch of money to spend and he asks you about crypto because he saw your ad or your Facebook live video, He's going to say that's, that's a, him. Trusting. That's a conversation starter, you know. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, I like so that. Fun. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a service you provide necessarily. It could just be technology related. Something maybe you have an opinion about, or some some something that's out there in the news that you want to talk about. I think that's great to kind of get the conversation started, get people interested in and in understanding that you're you're the expert at this stuff, and then uh, they'll start following you and eventually, you know, poking around at your other stuff, and 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 that's kind of how how you get started with that. And that's also why it's important to have that value ladder established because as they're watching your content, you can, you know, if, if you're knowing what you're doing on Facebook, now this gets into a little bit more advanced stuff where you actually are uh, dropping a piece of code with them called the Facebook pixel. But if, if you have somebody that looks at some of your stuff, they look at one of your landing pages, you pixel them, then all of a sudden you're retargeting them for one of your offers or for one of your webinars. Um, and retargeting means that once they see one piece of you, you can then Facebook detects and you can put an ad in front of them. So that's super, super relevant stuff because you want to establish a path to success. That's what that value ladder is, getting them to a point where they're comfortable enough with you that they start to make transactional purchases. And Facebook Live is a great starter for that. You look at this right here. Um, you know, Obviously, we're doing a podcast recording, but we're also streaming on Facebook Live. And everybody watching gets to see who I am. You get to see that not only do I sound 
relevant, but I look relevant. I understand what I'm talking about. I'm sitting in a nice office. That's, you know, these things are all purpose, purposefully done. If you guys look at my office, it's all purposefully done. And I don't even, I even have my video flipped to where you can read my stuff behind me. All this stuff is by design. So it's really important that you educate your client, make it to the point that they trust you. They see you as an expert. They see that you have personality and charisma and all these things to go with it. And eventually, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but eventually sooner than later, they're going to buy from you. And just remember with the value ladder pieces, a purchase doesn't necessarily mean money. A transactional purchase can be giving you an email address, signing up for a webinar, staying for the webinar, taking a free assessment out of the webinar. These are all things that are very, very key to getting in front of people. Um, I bring up Mark Marley again. Um, I know he's on, on this and watching this. He just landed three or four big business clients. And I'm talking like 600 seat mortgage company client was one of them directly off of his Facebook live videos. Nice. Um, so I, I have another guy in, uh, in the Arizona market, uh, Jeff Auerbach. He landed a bunch of veterinary practices off of doing uh, Facebook Live videos. Now, so, now what uh, yeah. something that popped into my head really quick is what is the benefit of doing a live video versus a pre-recorded video? Because I know some people might be you know hesitant to do the live video because what if they screw up? It's going to be there for the world to see. Uh, is there a benefit for doing live versus pre-recorded? Well, there's there's a couple different things. Number one, Facebook purposely wants live video shown right now. So they're driving live video up the feed. And I actually got in a pretty, I don't want to say heated debate, but I got into a debate with a couple of IT guys a couple of weeks ago, um, them telling me that Facebook doesn't drive engaged content up the feed further. And if you study Facebook at all and the algorithm at all, you know that that is absolutely true. They Facebook wants live content because they want people actively consuming. They want you on the platform. They want you seeing things that are there. So could you broadcast a recorded video and turn it into an advertisement? Yes, but Facebook specifically states so-and-so was live. They also drive that feed and that content to your followers far more. So I recommend, um, I absolutely recommend that you do live videos versus recorded content. Can you do recorded content? Yes. Um, What I like about live video is the interaction that can happen because people can jump into the feed and start asking questions right there in the, in the Facebook chat. So you can kind of have almost a live interaction with folks. Um, I mean, yeah, and we're, and we're watching it right now. Like literally the chat on this, on the feed that we're seeing as we're recording this podcast is, is blowing up and going really well. And we have a lot of people engaged and a lot of people watching. Absolutely agree with that. That is very well said. Um, The other thing that's very relevant about this and why it's important to do a live video and then strap it to advertisements and this is even if you're doing it for yourself, you know, making sure that you're doing it for yourself is if you've watched over the last few months here, organic content reach has gone down dramatically. It is dropping to your page likes. It is dropping dramatically. I have on my Facebook ads guy, that's kind of my surname, my self-given surname, Facebook <laughs> ads guy. Um, I have about 30,000 page likes on my Facebook ads guy page. Um, a lot. August, I did regular posts and I was getting 20, 30,000 reach on them. Organic reach with no ads. Mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing 100 to 300 organic reach. Wow. With the exact same stuff. Yeah. And that is, you know, so, so the only thing that I've really seen as a real re- a remedy to that is to take that and apply a Facebook ad strategy to that platform 
and take those that that same content and make it very very relevant to not only your page. So they're not even giving you if you think about that. They're not even giving you reach to your likes anymore. Right. Yeah. Even the people who who are fans of your page who have said they want to get your content by liking your page, they're not even seeing your stuff. Yeah. That, Correct. That's, Super frustrating, but yeah, and it's purposely know. it's purposely done by Facebook yep. to get people to buy ads. This is a marketing strategy, and people get all mad at Facebook. Blah blah blah. I understand that, but the bottom line is their business. You're getting a free service, and that's kind of the lay of the land. And the, you know, all of us that are IT people, we know that we understand that this is a free lay of the land. So it's really important that you have an ad strategy in place. Um, live videos to Facebook ads really, really drives content and really makes you relevant in your local market, especially B2B. And I think that's a great, um, that's a great kind of progression, right? You do the live video, you take that video, then you promote it as an ad, you boost it or, or create an ad out of it. Um, and then uh, you can also, you know, what, what, what I do with this is I record it through, I use Zoom to, to go live and then I record it through Zoom and then I take that and repurpose that video in YouTube. I post it on YouTube and post it some other places. So really that live video content, you can repurpose and reuse over and over again. Um, and it can kind of extend the life of that one little moment in time that you took. Yeah, and it's really good for generating YouTube channel content. I mean, especially if you think about if you if you mapped out 30 days of content and all of us can, you know, every single one of us, we could sit down for 20 minutes as IT people and think about, okay, I got four weeks in a month. I'm going to do four topics for each week and then I'm going to do five videos related to that topic. They don't have to be long. They could be three to five minutes. But you think about how valuable that content can be not only for your Facebook business page, but you export those, just like you said, Matt, and, and put them to your YouTube channel. You can put them on a Vimeo channel. You can put them on a Wistia channel. They can be used all over the place. And it's really, really relevant content. And what's really beautiful about Zoom is Zoom actually also records an audio channel. So you can also turn that into a podcast if you want it to. Yep. Yep. So I've done that in the past as well. Cool. Um, so let's see, we got a, a couple uh, quick comments and questions in the chat here. Let's see, Jeff says he needs a recommendation on a good rig for doing live videos. I see what looks like decent microphones. What are the benefits of wearing a headset versus not? You want to take that? Uh, yeah, I think it, it kind of, for me, depends on where you are. I mean, I, um, I'm somebody that has made my office look like a studio. I've done a pretty good job purposely setting this stuff up to make it look really nice. This is all a very affordable rig, actually. I'm, I'm under $200 on all my stuff. Um, I have a list of that stuff. Maybe I can give that to you. But if you guys want to join my Facebook Live Challenge, it's it's a completely free thing. Am I okay to say the URL? Yeah, that, please. Okay, yeah, it's 30 days. So 30day.chrisweiser.com. It's free. It's a 30-day challenge. Inside of that, I have my entire listing of my rig, all of my stuff, along with the equipment, links to Amazon. So... Um, in relation to headphones, um, if you're going to be outside of the office walking around, number one, I, I really think it's good for people that are not great on video or not experienced on video. It's good to get outside of your element and walk around and learn that way. Um, it's, it's proven, I've seen it proven multiple times of people that sit in their chair and they get really, really rigid and they get really uncomfortable and they get really nervous because they're just them sitting in front of a computer, right? It's not that easy to do. But you put this thing in a selfie stick and you put a headset on in that scenario, it's real, it's vulnerable. You're outside doing all kinds of different things and vulnerability is important. 
And one of the things that I think a lot of IT guys are scared of is they're scared of not being perfect. It's a perfection thing a lot. Right. Do not let that be a barrier to you. you. I hear that so many times every week that, okay, this doesn't look perfect. I don't care. I, you know, you, you see me doing whatever in my office. I'm scratching my head. I'm drinking water. I'm doing all kinds of different things. But the content's very, very relevant. It's important that you're vulnerable as an expert because people need to relate to you. Yeah, and I think, you know, with the, the headset thing, I, you know, I'm wearing a headset because we're doing a podcast and, and I have someone else I'm talking to that I have to hear. And if I had him coming through the computer speakers, then it would go through the microphone and it would get feedback and stuff. So, so headset is good if you're going to be interviewing someone, um, but it's not, I don't think it's necessary if you're just doing a video by yourself. Um, you don't need to hear what you're saying back, coming back to you. You know what you're saying because you're saying it. Um, so, so that part isn't, isn't too, I, I do recommend getting a good microphone, you know, spend, spend a little bit on a good microphone, decent microphone. I have lighting that I use. Um, Brian actually in the chat says that you can buy a type of low cost light bulb for any socket that produces a light similar to natural daylight. And he says that works really well for uh smart video broadcasts. So there's lots of solutions out there. Just think about the lighting at the very least. You know, I know some folks, uh, who go live, they, they don't consider lighting and there's like a big bright light behind them and nothing in front of them. So they're, they're just a silhouette. <laughs> um, so it's just, some, you know, something to think about. You don't need fancy studio lighting or anything. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's very, very sound and lighting is really, really critical along with the quality of your camera is really critical. I think that's very, very important. Um, but do not let that be a barrier. I, I've seen so many people and especially in the IT world, it just seems to be something that kind of goes along with the engineer mentality or the IT guy mentality. Exactly. Um, okay, I'll start this when I get all my stuff just perfect. No, get started, get rolling on it, get yourself comfortable. There's not going to be that many people watching in the beginning anyway. Right. Get yourself comfortable with it, get out there and, and just start executing. That's really, really important. And I, I cannot recommend Facebook Live enough and that Facebook Live challenge I don't want to keep plugging it, but it's been it's been such a, a, releva- a revelation for my clients and for my family, really, um, that it's 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 proven to be a really really great way to generate B two B clients on Facebook. That's great, and I, I like challenges like that because it, it you know it you you can stay accountable to people and and it really kind mm-hmm. of just keeps you motivated to do something new to step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, not only that, we have a, a beta test area that's you can actually go live in the beta test area. It's, oh, that's it's a, nice. Yeah, there's a Facebook group for the 30 day challenge, and then there's also a beta test area that you can. That's a separate group that you can go live in and learn and test. And you know, we had a, a couple people going live in it in the last couple of days, and it's just it's something that people are learning and evolving. And you're you're learning brand. And keep in mind, this is also a life skill. Being good on video is really, really an important thing to do, especially in 2018. Like this is a really critical life skill to have, to be able to talk to people and talk to people through video. It's more, one of the most important things you can have these days, especially as you become a superstar. Right? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I have grown as a communicator through having this podcast and now I can get up in front of like a group of people and give a presentation without getting nervous because I, I kind of have, have been doing this a, a while and, and enough to where I can, I can talk and just, you know, keep the, keep the conversation going and keep my thoughts rolling. Um, whereas before I would really have to kind of write everything down and have bullet points and be reading and stuff. And, um, so yeah, I, I agree. I can't recommend yeah, it enough. I've gotten to a point now where it's just, you know, I'm doing probably one to two live videos every day. And I'm just kind of the point now where I'm just wherever I'm at, I just go mm. and whatever's happening is happening. And I, there's no nervousness. And you're, you're so accurately 
that that's so right about the lot, the in-person speaking piece being something that you don't have to worry about anymore. I'm, I was a pretty good speaker before, but doing all my live video all the time and being completely comfortable in myself and my, my, my expertise is if that's the right word, I'm very comfortable with that now. And I have no problem going out there in front of however many people and, and just speaking and, and feeling like I'm comfortable. Cause it's like a muscle, right? The, the more you mm-hmm. work it out, the better you get at it and the stronger it gets. And it's the same thing. Cool. So um, one thing I wanted to, to touch on uh, before we wrap up is um, you know, I think it's important in, especially in live videos, but in anything to have some kind of call to action, right? Some, some action you want the person to take as a result of watching the video or reading the content. Um, what, what in your uh, experience has been a, a good worthwhile sort of call to action to have at the end of live videos? Yeah, I'm a big fan of asking a rhetorical question. Oh, um, okay. leaving it somewhat open-ended, asking them for their opinion or their thoughts, comment below, because that accomplishes a couple different things that gets them watching your content, waiting, you know, seeing it all the way to the end. It's also important that you're not making it super, super long, but it's making it so your video gets the viewer all the way to the end. And the length of somebody viewing is really, really important, especially for ad retargeting in the future. So that's important. But then also asking a rhetorical question and getting them to comment drives the engagement up on the post. And when we talk about engagement, that is likes, comments, shares on the post, which is going to make it more and more relevant to Facebook's algorithm. Okay, so you, so, do you, so you don't recommend to send them off to your website or some somewhere else to just keep them a lot, a engaged is, on the post? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the, on the situation. I'm a big, big fan of educating. Now, if you're specifically doing, you know, if you're doing a webinar, et cetera, that stuff's right. very, very relevant. Absolutely. But if you're doing educational live videos, um, which, you know, if you think about how you should sell and how you should educate and all these different pieces, I'm a, I'd much rather see somebody educate 95% of the time and sell 5% of the time with maybe a call to action. Because the thing you have to remember is if you're doing a call to action, you have to, ha- you have to send them somewhere. So, and you should be sending them to, in my opinion, you should be sending them to a squeeze page, not a website. This is one of the places that MSPs and actually businesses in general are very lacking yep. is they just plop people on their websites. And how many websites are made to actually convert a client? And that's a big, that's a big question you have to ask yourself. And when I say convert a client, it's getting them to perform an action that you want them to do. Um, so, you know, if you look at the 30 day website, those of you that are listening, 30day.chrisweiser.com, the whole point of that, that's a squeeze page. It's to get you to sign up for the challenge. There's one purpose of that page. It's a landing page on a subdomain that is geared to get somebody to sign up for the challenge. There's so nothing the else, right? There, there's nothing exactly. else they can do. That's, that's, <laughs> That's yep. it. That's, that's all you can do. They're stuck on that page. They're going to convert. That page that you see right there, that, that squeeze page converts at about 78%, which that's is amazing. insane, yeah. right? That's, that's an amazing number, but it's a very targeted audience. It's warm audience. It's people like this that know, like, and trust me already. That's the kind of conversions and stuff you should be seeing. But if you ask the normal business owner or even take it to extreme, the normal MSP, what their conversion rates are on their squeeze pages, they look at you like you're from China, <laughs> right? I mean, they, they have no idea. They're like, oh, I, I have no idea what that is. So those are the kind of things that you have to know as a marketer. And man, you and I could talk about this stuff all night because we haven't even gotten into the selling Facebook ads to your client stuff. And you know, if you want to talk about that, we can too. I don't know how much time we have. So Yeah. So uh, I guess the, the, the one last piece of the puzzle, right, is the Facebook ads piece. And you... 
Um, you were talking earlier about retargeting, and I think that's kind of kind of more the way we want to go. It's the folks who are are watching the the videos and visiting the website and engaging with us. We don't necessarily want to sell them through our content. We want to sell them through through ads after they get to know us a little bit. Then there's just you know these ads that show up in their feed from someone they know and trust us that they've been watching our videos, and all of a sudden there's these relevant ads. Um, what what are some some things that you've found that work um, when you're using retargeting for ads? Should you be saying, "Hey, remember me"? Um, here's here's what I'm selling, or should should it be more uh, educational? What what kind of stuff have you found works for that? Well, I, I'm a big big fan also of having uh, making sure that you have some type of cheat sheet guide, some kind of download things that that are very very relevant yep. towards getting getting some type of an opt in from them. You look at what the 30-day challenge is. This is me being able to say, hey, look at this. It gets you to sign up for the 30-day challenge. You're transacting with me a little bit. Just a, It's a little bit, but it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a transaction. You're buying a little bit of something from me, and you're paying with your, with your contact info. And so I think the first steps, and this is why it's also really important to establish that value ladder for your business, um, the first steps, give them something that's completely relevant, maybe like, Small Business Owner's Guide to a Hack-Free Network or some, something like that, some type of a guide that keeps them very, very relevant. Um, I'm also a big fan of even like a, a seven-day networking challenge. I know uh, Mark Marley and I, uh, I keep bringing him up, but he's, he's doing a lot of stuff with me right now. Um, he's making a seven-day networking boot camp that basically is allowing it so people can build their own hacking environment and go through his video environment for or his video series for seven days. It's a challenge, and they're going through a boot camp to basically learn how to self-proof their network. He's getting them to engage in that. So it's coming up with little things like that, cheat sheets, guides, things that you can get them to engage on. And then the next step would probably be, hey, watch our webinar on this, or hey, we're doing a cloud seminar on this, come visit. It's making sure that you put relevant content in them and maybe even tie it back to the videos that you're doing for the week or the month, you know, you can have a whole monthly theme of your videos. So, and what's also really important is this shouldn't be just a, even though you're going to do it for 30 days straight, it shouldn't be something that you only do for 30 days and you're like, okay, I'm done. This should be a part of your business. That is a lead generation strategy from here out. Great. I I think that's a great place to leave it. Um, You know, this is stuff that I've been doing with, with tech site builder and, you know, folks who listen to this podcast or get the newsletter um, all that's all that stuff is this what we're talking about, right? It's it's to give value and to consistently give value um, on a you know on a predictable recurring basis. Um, so just you know, watch what I'm doing, watch what Chris is doing. What we're doing is what you should be doing as well. As far as you know, 30 day challenge is a great thing you can do for for your business. I mean, it can be a 30 day you know security challenge or a 30 day. Um, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Network I mean, there's all kinds of things computer, you can do. I'll you know. give you a great example yeah. of this. I was talking to a wellness doctor this afternoon and she was trying, she's trying to sell a cleanse. Like a, uh, I think it's a seven day cleanse. She's trying to sell for X amount of dollars. And I was like, why don't you have a cleanse challenge? And she's like, oh, <laughs> right. I, I, I'm in your 30 day challenge. Why wouldn't I do that? And I was like, exactly. So, you know, take, take the things that people like Matt and I are doing learn from us and, and pick them up and place them on your business. If you need help, reach out to Matt, reach out to me. We're here to help you guys. And those things are very, very relevant today's world. And we haven't even, we haven't even talked about chat bots. We haven't even talked about this other stuff. Oh, if you guys want to see a pretty cool chat yeah. bot running, uh, follow my public figure page. It's um, official Chris Weiser. 
and just do a get started and you'll see my chat bot. So this is an automatic chat response that leads people where you want. So maybe we can come in and talk about chatbots again. Yeah, I think that'll we- that'll be a good uh, kind of next episode we can do because yeah, the, it's it's such a new thing, but there's there's so many opportunities to to use it and and uh, have fun with it and engage your your visitors and stuff. So yeah, definitely that's that we'll have you back to talk about that. Um, cool. So stick around. We're going to bring you back after the the sponsor spot here and uh, get you to uh, get your feedback on some posts that we've had in the uh, computer business marketing group. Before we do that, just wanted to uh, remind you guys about TechSite Builder. You all know TechSite Builder. It's the place to go to get a website up and running for your computer business, your MSP, your computer repair shop, any kind of IT services business that you have. TechSite Builder is the place you want to be. If you're tired of maintaining a website on your own or spending thousands of dollars to a marketing company or to uh, you know a web developer um, that just you know gives you a, a basic website that you know is is something you could put together on your own, but you just don't have the time. Come to TechSite Builder. We have a hosted solution for you. Um, the the website is optimized for conversions. So we've been talking about conversions. Uh, we have uh, landing pages that you can use. We have uh, different services pages that you can send uh, your Facebook ads to. Um, we also just on the homepage of your website, we make sure that it's really easy for clients to connect with you. We get rid of all the fluff and it's only the information that really matters. Uh, we spend a lot of time working on the uh, the the structure of TechSite Builder to make sure that it's only giving the relevant information, the information that your customers want, um, and it's not giving them anything they don't need, like flashy pop-ups or Facebook feeds that nobody cares about, or you know badges popping up here and there. It's just the information and then a contact form and a phone number and all the stuff they need. Super fast, super secure, and super easy to get up and run in. So uh, check that out at techsitebuilder.com. All right, so for this part of the episode, um, I'm just going to jump into the Computer Business Marketing Facebook page. Uh, you guys could check out, if you're not part of that group, it's an awesome group uh, where we uh, you know, talk about all different aspects of marketing your computer business, all jump in there and ask questions, try to get some thought-provoking questions going. But uh, it's a pretty engaged group and folks are asking questions all the time. Um, So here's a couple that I wanted to bring up on the show today. Uh, The first one is from Andrew. And he said that uh, he was looking to spruce up his uniform. And does anybody have any places they like to go to do that other than Vistaprint? (laughs) So this kind of opened up a can of worms because a lot of folks were saying, well, um, you know, pretty much any place is better than Vistaprint, honestly. Um, but a lot of people were encouraging him to go to local, um, local places, local printers, because a lot of stuff like that, like printers and, um, and, and types of services like that, it's great to, to look local for those things because, um, you can get a relationship going with, with those types of businesses because printers, they get a lot of the same types of customers going to them that you want to come into your, uh, to your business as well. And you can have kind of like a referral relationship there. Um, it's great to just get out there, get to your local community and get to know, uh, the businesses in your area and then be a patron of those businesses because in turn, they'll want to be a patron of yours as well. Um, the, you know, the, the one question that I, that that brought up to me though was, um, the, just the uniform question in general. And I wanted to ask you this, Chris, um, what do you feel about, uh, MSPs and it service businesses having like a uniform or like a, a something with a logo on it? Um, to me that, that almost feels 
kind of old fashioned in a in a sense, but but I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? Well, we actually did um, before I sold my MSP. We did CentOS, and we had everybody that was not in the office on a day to day basis had a uniform. So if they're going to touch a client, they had the exact same uniform. They okay. had a button down shirt, and it was laundered by CentOS. And they also had pants that were laundered by Cintas. So what is, um, what is Cintas? I'm not familiar Cintas with Cintas is a national uh, laundry company that does oh, okay. that provides that. Okay. C-I-N-T-I-S. That was, that's what we did. And I picked that up. Uh, I think I picked that up from Chartech, if I remember right. Um, just kind of watching what they did. But it was something that was, I really liked the consistent look and feel. And it doesn't have to be that extreme. Right. You know, I had a lot of people and a lot of field people. Um, especially if you have cable installers or any of those people like that, they, you know, you want them not wearing, I'd way rather pay a little bit of money to rent some pants for a guy for a month and have a consistent look. And each, each one of my people had four pair of pants and they would bring them back and they'd get laundered on a regular basis. That's cool. I think they had, I'm sorry, take that back. They had a full weeks of clothes and then they'd have a second week waiting. So they, when the one week was gone, it would rotate kind of thing. Um, that was very, very effective, and I really liked it. It was it just made our, our entire presence very consistent across the board. Yeah, that's true. I, I like the consistency part, especially if you might end up sending a different tech to the same location. Uh, mm-hmm. You want them to be able to recognize him as part of your company, have the well, same branding kind of look. was so critical to me. Like I was, you know, my company was called Tech Squad at the time, and branding was really, really important to me. Making sure I had a consistent look across the board. As we grew larger and larger, um, I wasn't the guy going in the field anymore. Right. I was I was the CEO. I wasn't the guy doing the sales, and I wasn't the guy doing the expert tech work. So I wanted the tech guys to stand out and look how they look. They always looked the same, and they always looked top notch. That's and that great. Was really, that was very important to me. Yeah, because I think you can get into trouble if you you do the thing where it's like, okay, wear a blue polo shirt and black pants, but you let the you let your 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 employee pick it out. And that can open up, you know, a, a can of worms because they can, you know, who knows, jeans well, or cargo little, pants little, or whatever. Little differences make yeah. such, like those little touches make such a difference, right? It's, like it's, it's the difference between looking like superstars or being discombobulated. Right. Right? Yeah. And what, what, what impression do you want to give your clients? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be the place that everybody looked at. These are the best guys in town. Period. Every aspect of it was the best in town. And we, we screwed up on some stuff, but I wanted to control what I can control. Right, exactly. And, and you don't necessarily need like your logo plastered everywhere, just as long as the uniform is the same and it's clean and it looks good. I think that's the important part. Yeah, and it, it was very clean. The pants were all the same. They did bring their own shoes, but we had some limits on what they could do for shoes and what they couldn't. And it, and it definitely made a difference. I had, and we also did quarterly business reviews with our clients or technology business reviews as we got mm-hmm. to it. Um, the more they paid us, the more often it was. Some of them were monthly. Some that's why we changed the name from quarterly to TB from QBR to TBR. Um, some were monthly. The more that they paid us, the more that we we visited with them, and that stuff's really really important. Also, cool. Um, yeah, great great food for thought there. Uh, cool. There's another post I wanted to bring up, and this one was from Jay. Uh, Jay actually posted uh, about a live video that he did that he wanted to show us and get some feedback on. Uh, but what struck me about the video was that it was a a, a competition uh, or a contest or a sweepstakes. I don't know what you want to call it, but basically he was saying, if you you know like my page or if you like this post uh, or if you comment on the post, depending on on what you do, you get entries into the contest, and then um, and then so many entries, you know, 
he'll draw him out of a, a hat uh, or he's doing a random name generator website, I think is what he's using. Um, and then they'll win. Uh, in this case, I think it was like a, a Kindle or something like that. Um, someone in the comments uh, pointed out that that's actually uh, can be against Facebook's terms of service. Uh, and they specifically, um, he actually posted the uh, the link to Facebook's terms of service where it said um, promotions may be administrated on pages or within apps, but personal timelines and friend connections must not be used to administrate promotions. Um, for example, sharing on your timeline to enter or sharing on your friend's timeline to get additional entries or tag your friends in this post, that kind of thing is not permitted. Um and there's a, a few other rules there, but I think that's just something to keep in mind, especially where contests are concerned. Um, there's a lot of regulations and rules around that, and you just want to keep that in mind when you think about doing, you know, like my page, and then I'll enter you in this contest. Um, there's a lot of things to think about. Is that is that something you'd recommend doing or that you've had any experience with? Yeah, I mean, the the guy that posted the TOS thing is absolutely spot on um, in terms of doing that. This is something that restaurants have done for a while. Uh, they use an engagement type of post on the Facebook Ads Manager, and, and they'll they'll do a post like that, and they'll try and get, basically, because people have figured out with the algorithm that the more engagement a post gets, whether it's an ad or not, it drives it further up the feed. Doing it on your own personal timeline, that's the no-no. Right. Um, but also, if, uh, if anybody's watched any of the Facebook alerts in the last few weeks, Facebook's going to now start penalizing for that type of clickbait. Yeah. So just be wary of it. Be mindful. I still do it with restaurant clients um, for my digital marketing agency. It's still something that we actively do to where you know, if, if you want to get this special like, comment, share, etc., it's still working as of right now. Um, but right. no-no from your Pitch. And I guess that's one of the things that, you know, keep doing it until if it works. And then when it stops working, stop, do- <laughs> stop doing it. I mean, yeah, when you know. you're going to see the engagement go down, I mean, if yep. you have to pay attention to this stuff a little bit, but you heard me talk earlier about the organic engagement on my page. If you're paying attention to your numbers, like I watched it go, it went straight through the floor uh, to where I was getting 20, 30,000 reach um, on a single post. And now it's like three, 400. If I have a really good post now, if it's not paid for, it's 500 reach, even with 30,000 likes on my page. So yep. actually, I don't mean to take over this, but no, please. so a lot of people have asked me, okay, so why do I care about having likes on my page anymore? I do think it's, it's important from a relevant standpoint. Are you relevant? Are you showing, you know, when you people come and see you, X person, I mean, if you look at my pages, I have almost 16,000 likes on my public figure page and 25,000 plus on my uh, Facebook ads guy page that shows credibility and it shows reliability, but it also drops ad spend cost. That's nominal, oh, nominal, um, but it does drop spend on ad. Basically it drops the price that they charge you for ad spend. So, right. but, but you know, what's also challenging about Facebook ads is it's kind of, they don't tell you what the rules are and it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. So you just, you have to test and you have to learn and you have to evolve and, I'm a big fan of doing the Facebook live challenge because it helps you do all those things, including the Facebook live or the, the live ad spend. Right. And he, you know, even though um, organic reach is d- diminishing, it still, you know, is there's still a ratio where the more people who like your page, the more people yes. are going to see your posts organically. It just, that ratio might be smaller, but it's still a ratio. So the more people you have like your page, the more people will have a chance to see those posts that you post 
Um, and you need to yeah. have a strategy for all this stuff too. I mean, if you, if you don't have a strategy, let's talk about it and I'll help you. It could be very, very simple stuff, but you at least need to have some type of a plan behind it. Cool. Well, uh, that's a great segue because we're out of time. So speaking of a plan, I know you've got some stuff going on. Um, you know, you've got the course about, uh, Facebook ads and, and we were talking about this before the show, but I think a really cool part of the, of, of your Facebook ads course is, um, you're not only teaching MSPs how to, how to create ads for themselves, but you're also teaching them how to become an expert at that and then start selling it to your clients. And I think that's super smart. I think any, any marketing thing that you master as a business owner, you can then turn around and start selling to your clients. Uh, why not? I mean, you you know how to do it, um, and it, as long as you know how to do it better than your clients do, you can you can charge them to to help them on on their uh, with their stuff. So, if you want to talk just a little bit about that course, and then sure. let folks know how they can uh, find out more about it. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple things. I mean. Facebook has its own Facebook ads course that's free. You can go learn how to run Facebook ads on your own. My Facebook ads course talks about, yes, that's a module in there and it's, and it's important and it's relevant, but I'm also teaching you how to establish your offering, your value ladder. We talk about those things. We talk about the sales funnel. We talk about the landing pages. We talk about giving you templates, all those different things, all the way up to what Matt just mentioned, which is that actually building yourself a Facebook ads agency. And I actually got into another debate on groups, which is, you know, it's easy to get in debates on groups <laughs> these days, but I got into another debate on, uh, on a group a couple weeks ago with uh, a few MSP owners that were like, hey, Facebook ad services are not IT services. Oh, and yeah, I saw that thread. That was very entertaining. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you saw, yeah, okay. That's good. That's good that you saw that one. So, you know, here's the challenge with that. Okay. Is it directly an IT service? No. But is web hosting an IT service? No. Is domain hosting? No. All these different things aren't. But but part of the deal is you have to be, is mobile phone providing, is wire managed print? All these different things aren't necessarily IT, but they can be extensions of what you do. And here's what I will tell you about selling Facebook ad services. It's a heck of a lot easier to sell a service that generates revenue and get yourself in the door right. than it is to sell one that takes revenue and they they, they don't necessarily see the value of IT until you get in the door and convince them. Right. Having a warm sale where you generate them money is a whole different animal. And, and, and I think that, you know, that I don't know why people want to put themselves in a, in a box where, you know, I only do IT services and I'm not even going to consider anything else when, you know, especially people come to you as an expert in technology. And Facebook exactly. ads, uh, you know, is just another technology. Um, and somebody and, asked about the same thing with crypto. I mean, can I sell and make money with crypto? Absolutely. Go nuts. Make yourself into a broker. There's no licensing yet, so beat the system, right? I mean, if you can make money on it and take 10% as a broker's fee, go crazy. That's a, I mean, that's what I love about being an entrepreneur is you wherever there's an opportunity and you feel like you can, uh, you know, take advantage of it, no one's stopping you, you know? Absolutely. Go nuts. I mean, yeah. so, so to me, if you can plop Facebook ads and digital marketing and Google AdWords and pay-per-click and, and SEO and all these things into your arsenal and use that to go out and generate revenue for somebody as an in the door, take it all day long because your competitors aren't doing that. And it's an avenue in where you can get in the door and then you're in front of them. And I highly recommend it. I have multiple clients of mine that are, uh, I got 10, 15 guys that are, or people, I shouldn't say guys, but people that are generating $10,000 or more a month of recurring revenue through selling Facebook ads, through my course, 
you can get there. Matt, just put it in the chat. It's uh, www.fatecourse.com. It's F-A-I-T course.com. And that's Facebook ads for itcourse.com. So it's uh, www.fatecourse.com. Awesome. And Chris, I know you're, you're active in, in uh, the, uh, the Facebook groups and stuff, so I'm sure people mm-hmm. have, have, have run into you over there. Um, but yeah, guys, definitely check that out. And um, hey, thanks. A uh, lot of great information, a um, lot of great actionable information. I learned a bunch of stuff, so I really appreciate you uh, coming on, and, and I look forward to, uh, uh, we're talking about doing some, some stuff where I come on your, your group and, yeah, and do some stuff. Let's do it. I'm excited, yeah. Love to have you back to, to dig into bots and stuff like that, so this, this won't be the last of, of folks seeing you, <laughs> so I appreciate yeah, it. Absolute blast time, Matt. It's a pleasure. It's crazy how fast an hour goes when you're just Having a having a good talk with a friend, so I appreciate I it. And everybody, like. if you guys if you guys need anything from me, just add me on Facebook. I respond to everybody. Um, you can add me on my official page if you want to, or you can add me as a friend on my personal page. Either one, so I appreciate it. All right. Sounds good, guys. Uh, Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. As always, let's keep the conversation going. Uh, Head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com and let me know what you think about this episode in the comments, uh, because you might be listening to this in the podcast or you might be watching this on YouTube. So kind of the place to gather around this episode is at the show notes page computerbusinessmarketing.com. Also, don't forget uh, to join the Facebook group, Computer Business Marketing on Facebook. Just go to uh, techsitebuilder.com slash group, and that'll take you straight to the uh, the marketing group. And uh, we'd love to have you there. A lot of great conversations going on over there. Um, finally, I just want to remind you this every time. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, we love to hear uh, your reviews of the show. Uh, I'm just going to peek over here. Uh, we haven't had a new review um, in, a, in about a month. So I'd love to, love to get a review from you. Just let, you, let us know what you think about the show. Um, again, if you listen to this on iTunes or any podcatcher, we'd love to hear those reviews and we read them on the air. So it's a great way to get a shout out as well. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, computerbusinessbreakthrough.com and techsitebuilder.com. Thank you guys for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success.